Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, December 14th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Emma Murphy. And here are today's headlines. Unpaid medical debt will no longer appear in New York residents' credit reports. That's thanks to a bill signed by Governor Hochul yesterday. The law puts the brakes on credit agencies gathering or sharing info about patient medical debt. Hospitals and healthcare providers also can't reveal that debt to credit agencies. But the law won't apply to New Yorkers whose medical debt was already charged to a credit card. And with that in mind, Hochul says this bill will minimize the importance of medical debt in how people's credit worthiness is measured. The governor says this bill is expected to help low-income earners get out from under cycles of medical debt. New York City public advocate Jumani Williams has released his annual list of the worst landlords in the city. The rankings are based on average open violations from the city. And for the second year in a row, landlord Daniel Oheb Shalom and his managing partner topped the list. They're responsible for more than 300 units in 15 buildings in New York. Together, they racked up almost 3,300 open violations, the most in the list's history. Their offenses include heating outages, rodent infestation, and collapsing infrastructure. This year, more than 13,000 units in over 600 New York City buildings were flagged by LandlordWatchlist.com. Congress has authorized an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The effort is being led by House Republicans but they've yet to find evidence of wrongdoing by the Democratic president. Republicans hope to move forward with impeaching Biden if they can find evidence that he improperly benefited from his son Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Greenlighting this month-long investigation means an impeachment probe will stretch into 2024. That's the same year Biden is expected to face off against former President Trump for re-election. Trump has pushed his fellow Republicans in Congress to speed up the process of impeaching Biden. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is calling the inquiry unsubstantiated and politically motivated. The American automaker Tesla is recalling over 2 million of its vehicles due to safety concerns with an autopilot system. The recall affects nearly all of Tesla's vehicles sold in the U.S. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it found the company's autopilot system to be inadequate and potentially fatal after a two-year investigation. Tesla says it will install software updates to their cars to ensure drivers are paying attention to the road when using autopilot. If you bought a Christmas tree this year in the city, you probably paid a steep price. But the reason goes far beyond inflation. Arborists around the country are saying the 2008 financial crisis is to blame. According to the National Christmas Tree Association, tree farms didn't plant many trees in 2008. And since Christmas trees take about a decade to grow we're now dealing with the repercussions. Experts also cited extreme heat, drought, and the rising costs of fuel and labor as contributing factors to the ballooning prices. New Yorkers can expect to pay between 100 and 200 bucks for a six-footer, and some trees over 10 feet are selling north of $500. The Barbie movie was such a hit that Mattel is gearing up to bring its American Girl doll line to the big screen. They've joined forces with Paramount and Temple Hill Entertainment to create a live-action American Girl movie. But this time isn't Mattel's first attempt at an American Girl movie. Back in 2019, they had plans with MGM, but things didn't work out. Now they're giving it a shot with a new team. But that's not all on Mattel's movie agenda. They're currently working on 14 live-action films 
based on Hot Wheels, Magic 8-Ball, and even Uno. And on this day in 2015, Adele went number one when she topped charts across the world with her album 25. It was the British superstar's third studio album, with hits like Hello, When We Were Young, and Water Under the Bridge. If you're gonna let me down, let me down gently Don't pretend that you don't want me I'm loving water under the bridge If you're gonna let me down, let 25 became one of the most successful albums of 2015, and to date it sold over 23 million copies, making it the fifth most successful album of the 21st century. Many Jewish New Yorkers feel the effects of the attacks in Israel deeply, despite being thousands of miles away. I spoke with a Jewish leader and scholar to explore the origins and effects of Zionism. New York City is diverse in many ways. For one, it's home to the largest number of Jewish people outside of Israel. And for many of these Jewish New Yorkers, the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas hit a sensitive spot. Some New Yorkers have family directly affected by these attacks, and others know people living in Israel or Palestine. There's a belief held by some members of the Jewish population that the state of Israel ties all Jewish people together. This belief is called Zionism. Many people consider Zionism's start to be in the late 19th century. Daniel Sawyer is a history professor at Fordham University. He specializes in transnational Jewish politics and Eastern European Jewish immigrants in the United States. The origins of modern Zionism was the sense among a, n- a number of Jewish intellectuals who came to the conclusion that they would never be accepted in European society, that they were, in fact, inevitably a separate people, and that the answer to this problem was to, uh, to reestablish the Jewish people in its historic homeland. Sawyer says the movement is often simplified. He says many Zionists have different beliefs or goals for Jews. There was left-wing Zionism, right-wing Zionism, socialist Zionism, religious Zionism, secular Zionism. But Sawyer says the common mission of Zionism is to build an ethnic and religious Jewish state. Sawyer says Zionism was intensified around World War II by the Holocaust and anti-Semitism. Jews were not simply a religious congregation, right, that Jews were something. And it's hard to define. This was a lot of what Jewish politics and also anti-Semitic politics was about, but a nation or a people. And this same idea that united Jews in Europe in the late 19th century continues in the city today. Thomas Gardner is the rabbi of Riverdale Temple. He says many Jewish people feel that Zionism creates a bond among the community worldwide. He says it can even be felt in the neighborhood of his synagogue. I do think that that there is this feeling of connection, of being family, you know, and there's, you don't notice it so much maybe in New York City or or in Riverdale, but Jews are a very small minority, and definitely there's a sense that we need to stick together. But he says the feeling of connection is even stronger in Israel than in New York. There's always this sort of pressure that you didn't even know you're feeling about trying to be other than Christian, in this Christian country. And it's not until you get to Israel, the one country in the world that's majority Jewish, that's, that weight suddenly goes away. And you feel like, oh, you know, now, now I didn't even know I was carrying that weight until this moment. 
Gardner says it's not just Zionism that makes Jewish New Yorkers feel so strongly about the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. He says many Jewish people support Israel because of a sense of a united Jewish community. I think everyone supports Israel in my congregation. Some people support Israel and support Palestine, and some people maybe support Palestine less. Sawyer says what Gardner notices in Riverdale is a part of a bigger theme in the Jewish community. There are Zionists who um, are very concerned, for example, about uh, the rights of Palestinians and of Arabs in Israel and in the occupied territories. And then there are very right-wing uh, expansionist Zionists who believe that this is all of this is the, is the land of Israel. But Gardner says not all Jewish people believe in Zionism, and some are against the Israeli government's actions. There are a lot of Jews who are very left-wing and who are very much on the side of the, the Palestinians. Some Jews that have long said that, you know, Israel is to blame and Israel is not good and, and we support the Palestinians. Some of those people were really rocked back on their heels, I think, when October 7th happened. And while dealing with the pain of the violent attacks, many Jews have faced criticism for their support of Zionism. Despite the recent escalation of violence, many Jewish people see Israel as protection against centuries of discrimination. But Sawyer says now they're accused of being the oppressor. I think only really in the last few years has it somehow become a focus of animosity, that somehow it's the root of all evil in the Middle East and in the world, and that it is clearly a, a colonialist and racist and all of this kinds of stuff. And um, I don't believe it is necessarily. And I, and I think that it sometimes it does shade over into anti-Semitism. Many Jewish New Yorkers are increasingly voicing their fears of growing anti-Semitism in light of the conflict. Gardner says he doesn't consider himself to be an overly cautious person, but even he feels wary at times. Sometimes somebody like parks their car right outside my house, and if they sit there for a while, I get a little nervous. Gardner says he doesn't support the current government of Israel and acknowledges the hardships Palestinians face. Still, both he and Sawyer think the violence against Israelis needs attention. Uh, although this conflict goes way back, a lot of the response to the war has chosen to ignore the events of October 7th, and this is actually an important factor. And Gardner says that many have forgotten the atrocities committed by Hamas. There's one thing Sawyer, Gardner, and many people involved agree on. None of the tension caused by the conflict between Israel and Hamas shows any signs of going away soon. I'm Emma Murphy, WFUV News. That was my co-host Emma Murphy talking about the effects of Zionism on Jewish New Yorkers. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Jay Doherty. And I'm Emma Murphy. And that's What's What. <laughs>